when you do that, your full presence is there on the tiniest little movement. And then it's like you're grabbing onto the end of a thread. And if you keep your awareness on that pleasure that starts to arise, you can just follow that thread of pleasure along. And as long as you stay aware with the pleasure and you stay in your body, then that thread leads right into the sweet spot and it can really lead to magical places. Welcome to the Abundant Couples Podcast. We are your hosts, Cassidy and Matt. And we're here to help you, awesome growth-minded human, create the most flourishing relationship that you know is possible. In this podcast, we'll dive deep into topics of relationship, intimacy, and lifestyle freedom. We believe that a great relationship is fuel for everything else in your life. So let's jump in and get fueled up. much all want to have better sex but what is that and how do you do it and how do you know when you're doing it we're going to cover these things on today's episode we're talking about sweet spot sex now you might have had an experience like this where you just so into it with your partner and you feel like one being it's you know Totally just lose track of time, thoughts. You're somewhere else. Yeah, it's like your bodies have merged and you're having one experience and you might even go beyond your body and beyond time, beyond thoughts. Yeah, it can actually really be a spiritual experience. Totally. It can be transformational. And we find that this sweet spot sex really, it's not just in the bedroom it ripples out has effects in the rest of our lives as well yeah it can really be your superpower Mm-hmm. and so this well you shouldn't really have any goals during sex this would be perhaps a goal to strive for is having these kind of experiences through your intimacy with your partner so what stops us from experiencing this sweet spot sex We're going to talk about the obstacles to this kind of sex and what you can do to overcome them. And then at the end of the episode, we'll summarize it for you and give you our sweet spot sex ingredients. Yeah. So the number one thing that can get in the way of this is expectations. Now, it's one thing to have intentions, Mm -hmm. but to expect things to be a certain way or happen this way or that way or for you to feel this way or your partner just really causes friction and kind of gets gets you out of that spot totally yeah you could have expectations of outcomes like um expectation of orgasming or of making your partner feel pleasure or expectations about what's sexy or you know thinking about trying to replicate a past experience There's all sorts of different ways you can have expectations, but what happens when you're holding on to expectations, it stops you from just being fully there and experiencing the moment. And it can also lead to disappointment when your expectations aren't met. It can lead to shame. If you feel like something should be a certain way and it's not, that can be 
dissatisfying or shameful. Yeah, so often if you ever feel off when it comes to sex in any way, just in a certain experience or in general, oftentimes it is because there are disappointments or unmet expectations there that you know just better to get rid of them completely. Yeah, so the remedy is, you guessed it, no expectations. So remembering that every experience is fresh and new and, you know, not expecting any experience to be like the one before. There's no right way. Letting go of your notions of what sex is supposed to be like and just being there. Yeah. And sometimes taking a contrarian view, if it has been a certain way the whole time, um, sometimes looking at it the opposite is also key. So some things that we practice is you don't even need to orgasm to enjoy sex is, you know, we can consciously choose to or not to. Totally. Yeah. By choosing not to orgasm, you can really drop into the experience and it helps you let go of the expectation of where something's leading to, right? That kind of finish line sex. Yeah. It goes more from away from the goal or that finish line, more just to the, the experience. Mm-hmm. Just like in life, it's about the, the journey, not the destination. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And that allows you to discover each other openly and really experience it freshly by having no expectations. No expectations. Yeah. All right. Number two. Number two obstacle is thinking. Da-da-da. So thinking comes in all sorts of forms. Have you ever found yourself thinking about something that happened today or something you need to do tomorrow, or maybe sometimes your mind just wanders to something totally random while you're having sex. Yep. Sure it happens to everybody. Yep. Still happens to me. That's the nature of the mind (laughs) is it likes to wander. So first off, recognizing there's nothing wrong here. Like, don't shame yourself if all of a sudden you find yourself thinking about some TV show or something. And by the way, if you find yourself thinking, that's awesome because that's awareness that you are actually aware of yourself not being present is by noticing it that's the first step if uh, if you don't notice it then it's probably happening without your conscious awareness so we want to bring it conscious and then yeah when it does happen when we do notice that it's all good Mm -hmm. so you might also notice yourself thinking about what to do next or this is a sneaky one actually when you're thinking about the sex so mm-hmm. it's almost like you you feel like you're being present because, you know, you're thinking about what's happening right now, but you're kind of in your mind about it. You're maybe analyzing what's happening right now, judging what's happening right now. In some way, you're thinking Labeling about it. Yeah. yeah, thinking about the experience rather than just feeling it and just being in the experience. Yeah, so as best as we can, we want to treat it almost like a meditation where mm-hmm. we're doing our best to to not think. And as thoughts come up, we just let them go, get back into our bodies, follow the breath, experience sensations, but uh, not through the mind. Yeah. And that's the remedy here for thinking is full presence. So just becoming aware of when you have thoughts come up with, and then without any judgment, just letting them go. And the best thing you can do here is returning to your body. So 
bringing your awareness back to the body. And you can do that by feeling whatever physical sensations you're feeling. You can do that by taking a deep breath, bringing your awareness to the breath. And another way to bring you back to presence that I really like is just looking into your partner's eyes. It's hard to be distracted with other things when you're making eye contact. So that's a great way to come back to presence. Yeah. And we talked in a previous episode about really embodying the masculine and the feminine. This is important for for both, but especially important for the masculine partner during the experience is to show up fully and presently in body, through the breath, through the eyes, uh, because that is the grounding presence that allows for the surrender of the feminine. Yeah, and I notice in our experiences, if we're both fully present, and then if you get distracted. Yep, by thoughts or expectations or any of that. Yep. Yeah, I almost feel like I've been dropped in a way. I don't know how else to explain it other than like I was being held in this container of presence, and then all of a sudden I was dropped. Yep. And it's not a very nice feeling. Right. (laughs) But... There's also nothing wrong with it yeah. and there's no, you know, no shame, no judgment. So what happens if we notice that, and this is, this is a great thing to keep in mind. If you notice your partner distracted, cause you can tell right when you're not present, then just remind them a gentle reminder. And of course you want to have an agreement ahead of time that this is what you're doing. You're both reminding each other to stay present so that it doesn't come across as criticism, but you know, you can maybe have a word that you say like presence or maybe you have like a signal where you just put your hand on their cheek and look into their eyes and that reminds them to come back to presence. But have some agreement between you where you will help each other come back to presence when you notice that you're off. And like Matt mentioned, the best tool to practice this is meditation. Meditation, you're literally practicing being aware of your thoughts and practicing letting them go and just resting in presence. Yeah, if you're not motivated to meditate in the past, and I, I used to have trouble motivating myself, but here's here's pretty good motivation. More meditation, better sex. Just very clear from our experience. Very clear correlation. Yeah. yeah, definitely. Right, obstacle number three is tightness. Now, this can be tightness in the body, tightness in the mind, It can be holding tension in the muscles. So as you are making love, notice if you start to tighten up any areas of your body, especially as you start, if you're moving more quickly or if you're moving toward climax, it's very common to start to tense up the muscles. And this really slows the flow of energy in your body and doesn't allow the pleasure to spread in the same way as it can when your body's fully relaxed. So the remedy to that is to relax or surrender. Surrender into the experience, the moment, and the sensations of the body. Yeah, and really consciously relax all the muscles in your body, relax the mind, and just drop into the moment. We've even done in the past just consciously reminding ourselves and saying relax surrender in in the process just as a way to retrain ourselves and our bodies because again a lot of times just unconsciously we've picked up these habits and so we need to 
consciously change them in the moment. Mm -hmm. And this is another one where you can help each other, just like with the presence. If you notice your partner tightening up, you notice their body is tightening, their muscles are clenching, then you can just pause, stop moving for a moment, maybe make eye contact, take a deep breath together, tell them, relax. This is, I find that so helpful just mm -hmm. to check in with each other because usually the tightness in the body is also coming along with maybe some thoughts or expectations, right? They usually go together. So anytime, if it, whether it's you notice they're distracted, looks like they're thinking, or if their body is tightening up, clenching, those are all great times to just take a pause, take a breath, look into each other's eyes and kind of recalibrate, get back in the moment together, fully relax, and then drop into that sweet spot. Yeah. And yoga is a great tool for practicing this surrender. If you practice yoga, you're probably familiar with being in a position that's maybe a bit challenging and you notice that in order to hold it, you really need to surrender into the pose. You need to relax all of the muscles that aren't involved in holding the posture. And it's the same thing with sex. You don't want to be, you don't need to be clenching your shoulders to move your hips, right? They don't correlate. So can you relax all of the muscles that aren't directly involved in your movement? So practicing yoga can really help with that. That leads us to challenge number four, which is just kind of going through the motions or trying to perform. Yeah, not just letting the body move how it wants to move, right? It might be that you're kind of checking out and your body goes into autopilot, just kind of moves habitually the way it usually does. Or maybe you're more kind of performing, moving how you think you should be moving, rather than just feeling how your body wants to move and just moving like that. This happens when your awareness isn't really in your body. And I think it's especially common for women to have maybe a sense of numbness sometimes in sex. And that's really because there isn't a cultivated body awareness. So the remedy here is embodiment. It's following the pleasure in your body. So yeah, really bringing awareness into every part of your body, feeling every movement. And there's some things you can do that, uh, that really help with that. Something we enjoy sometimes when we make the time for it is massage before. It really helps bring that awareness to physical sensations and helps with relaxing. Mm -hmm. And then being fully present with the pleasure while you're making love. So something that's really helpful here is coming to stillness together and then just moving in the smallest way, just the tiniest movements and really feeling every tiny little sensation. When you do that, your full presence is there on the tiniest little movement. And then it's like you're grabbing onto the end of a thread and if you keep your awareness on that pleasure that starts to arise, you can just follow that thread of pleasure along. Mm. 
And as long as you stay aware with the pleasure and you stay in your body, then that thread leads right into the sweet spot and it can really lead to magical places. Without, as long as you don't have the expectation that it's yeah, going to lead to magical yeah. places, right? <laughs> but that's the thing. You, in that moment, you're just fully focused on that sensation of pleasure, and you're both fully focused. This doesn't work if only one of you is mm-hmm. there in the sweet spot. <laughs> yeah. When it comes to embodiment, yoga also really helps with this. It helps cultivate that body awareness so that you really feel the subtleties of movement and the flow of energy in your body. Also, dancing is great for embodiment. And for women, using a yoni egg is a great tool as well to cultivate more of that body awareness. And then like Matt mentioned earlier, giving each other a massage beforehand can be really helpful to just drop you out of whatever thinking you've been doing all day and bring you into the body before you move into sex. The fifth and final challenge we'll talk about today that gets in the way of having the sweet Sweet spot spot sex sex is not having (laughs) the time, the space, or the energy for it. I'm sure everybody can relate to this. You know, most of us lead decently busy lives. We've got a lot of things going on um, when it comes to work or family and just the day-to-day of life. So it can be pretty easy to, you know, let those things take up all our time without setting aside intentional time to connect with our partner. What can often happen for people is that we're just really tired by the end of the day and, you know, taking that time and energy and the presence that you want to have might not be what you feel like, especially in the moment. Yeah, it can feel like a big hurdle or like a lot of effort. Yeah, it's just way easier to, you know, pop something on Netflix or be on your phone, social media. Also, if you're drinking alcohol at night or even something like overeating, those Mm -hmm. kind of activities late in the evening really get in the way of feeling like you have the energy for sex. So the remedy for this is to make sex a practice. And when I say a practice, I mean the same way as you would make yoga a practice. Or sports or anything. Anything that you want to get really good at and evolve in, you need to practice. Yeah. When we decided to level up this area of our life, we took a look at it as treating sex like a sport. Yeah. Practice having the coaches, mentors, the time, the space. Having a schedule that you follow, like the consistent practice makes a big difference. So just like you would anything else that you want to improve, let's apply that here as well. And although it might not sound very sexy, scheduling your sex is very helpful. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Yeah, because then it gets done. Yeah. Just like anything important, if it's in your calendar, it's going to happen. So let's put it in your calendar and make the time for it. This can look like once a week, once a day, anything in between. Yeah, the important thing is that you're discovering what kind of rhythm works best for you and your situation and your life and your desires and setting aside time for that. 
And making sure that when you set aside the time for sex, you also have no distractions. So your phones are off or on airplane mode. You know, you're not expecting any distractions. And also creating a really nice space. So whether it, you know, making sure the room is clean, maybe lighting some incense, candles. Yeah, we really like having salt lamps provide a nice warm red light. You have some nice background music. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just being really intentional about creating this space of relaxed and intentional time. Yeah, having those things in your space like incense or music, these are all things that kind of ritualize the experience a little bit so that, you know, when you come into that room set up in that way, it is an indication to you and to your body like, okay, we're stepping into a sacred time and space together. Mm -hmm. And it really helps you to drop into presence and drop into your body. Now, your physical energy is also so key here because I know myself, I've noticed if I have have a string of days where I haven't gotten enough sleep, I'm definitely a lot less into having sex. (laughs) And actually, this happened to us recently when we came back from Costa Rica. Our PM bookend got a little bit out of whack and we were staying up later than usual, still getting like a good amount of sleep, but not the nine hours of sleep that we usually like to get. So our PM bookend was a bit out of whack. and all of our routines suffered a little bit for it and including our sex including sure. our sex yeah. yeah every evening it just it felt like more effort yeah we were having less sex and also just not as sweet sex yeah shorter cuz again we weren't giving ourselves the time it's later at night yeah yeah but then when we recommitted to our pm bookend yep. and you know got back into our rituals in the evening of dinner at a certain time winding down you know, having our deep love time and then have we have our bedtime alarm to make sure we're getting ready for bed early enough to have lots of time before we need to go to sleep. Mm-hmm. What a difference, yeah. you know, and having that nine hours of sleep again, what a difference. Like I actually have the energy and, you know, it's not this like effort. Yeah. So for us, that looks like having an eight o'clock alarm that says, hey, it's eight o'clock you know, wrap up what you're doing because 8.30 is coming. And when the 8.30 alarm hits, that's getting ready for bed. That's us now transitioning into the bathroom, getting ready, and then to the bedroom. And then from then onward till about anywhere from 10 to 11, we give ourselves that time to just be with each other and uh, have some sweet spot sex. And then Often, well, most days we set a timer for the end of our sex because we don't want to have to think about what time it is, but we want to make sure we're still getting our eight and a half, nine hours of sleep so that tomorrow we also have enough energy to have great sex and Mm. a great life. You know, sleep is so important. So rather than having to like watch the time or something, we just put a timer on so that we can forget all about the time, just Mm. enjoy the experience. And then the timer lets us know when it's time to wrap it up and get ready to sleep. Yeah. So you can think about planning your day around both getting enough sleep and still making time for sex. So think about what time do you wake up or do you want to wake up and then work backwards from there. If you are getting 
eight to nine hours of sleep, what time do you need to be asleep by? And then working backwards from there, how much time do you want to set aside for sex? And then from there, and this is important, what time does that mean you need to start getting ready for bed at? Maybe a half hour before that. And then before that, looking at when do you need to have dinner or whatever other things you do in the evening that lead up to then winding down and going to sleep. So for us, if we have our dinner before six o'clock, then our PM bookend is off to a great start and everything else kind of lines up very smoothly. But if we have something funky happen and don't have dinner until seven, the PM bookend gets a little off course and it's a lot harder to get to bed early enough to have that time in bed. So this is where building habits and algorithms really helps mm -hmm. and having schedule that you stick to and getting into that routine so that it just is a natural part of life. Yeah. So you can talk about this with your partner, design your ideal PM bookend together. Um, what time ideally do you want to be winding down and getting ready for bed and make sure you and your partner are, are on the same page so you can align your schedules and make this possible. And depending on your schedule, it might not be, you know, the same every day if you're, you know, everybody has a different situation. So as long as you're coming together, choosing what time you're going to set aside to connect with each other and for sex, and then creating your schedule in a way that makes that possible and that helps you have enough energy to show up fully for the sex. So getting enough sleep and whatever other healthy habits that you have that keep you plugged in. Ultimately, it's about approaching your sex life as a sacred practice. Recognizing its importance in the relationship and how it's a, a key pillar to growing and staying deeply connected. It's, you know, sex isn't just about having a good time, the pleasure, not even just about connecting with your partner, although those are all important things. When you really commit to diving deep into your sexual practice and cultivating that sweet spot sex, then it can really become a deeper experience that helps you connect with yourself more, that helps you and your partner connect at an even deeper level and that can be quite spiritual and even transformational. And then you start to see the effects ripple out into the rest of your life as well. We notice that when we're having really great sweet spot sex, we're also getting along really well throughout the day. Things just flow more smoothly. There's less minor things to get annoyed about or, you know, just less bumps and we find other areas improve as well we just have more energy we tend to attract more abundance it's it really is that magnifier effect and so we call it our, our superpower mm -hmm. so we'll summarize for you now our ingredients of sweet spot sex number one no, no expectations. expectations number two presence, presence. Number three, surrender. surrender. Number four, follow, follow the pleasure. pleasure. And number five, make, make it, it a practice. practice.
And I love how we just said that all together. Yeah. That was fun. (laughs) (laughs) So reflecting on everything we talked about in the episode today, what do you think is one thing that you could apply today to start to shift into more sweet spot sex? Maybe have a conversation with your partner. And actually, we're going to talk about that in the next episode. Yeah, how to to talk to your partner about sex. That's coming up next week. Stay tuned. Hmm. But yeah, choose one thing that seems like, yeah, this is something that would make a big difference in the kind of sex that we're having. And most importantly, if you feel inspired, make a commitment that this is important for our relationship and... I want to get more out of my sex. I'm going to really cultivate a practice and reap all the benefits that come from that. Mm -hmm. Of course, have fun in the process. Peace out. Thanks so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a rating and a review and share it with the people that you care about because we can all use a little more love in our lives. Until next time.